Remember, we are modeling healthy behavior for them. And they're going to have their feelings. We're going to have our feelings. And we can share that we are frustrated, that this is unacceptable. But we don't want to put that pressure on them to carry us and get us through. We want them to know that we are going through it as well. However, I am here for you. Hey girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. There have been a total of 27 school shootings this year. 27. 27. Just recently, on May 24th, 19 children and two adults were killed, 16 injured in a shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. It was one of the deadliest shootings since 2012. I understand as parents, most of us prefer not to have a conversation about school shootings because we are afraid of making things worse. If they're not asking, they probably aren't thinking about it. If they're not asking, then it probably didn't bother them. I'm protecting them by not saying anything. I'm going to just keep quiet until they ask me questions. I'm doing it for their own good. This is what I often hear. It is important that you initiate this conversation. Like I said, I can understand your reasons for wanting to avoid this topic. However, our children are already exposed to so many things. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would prefer to teach my children about what took place than have their friends or social media teach them. Remember, consider the source. Truth is, it's important we understand what their fears, concerns, and their true understanding of what took place of this incident. More importantly, it's also important for us to gain a better understanding so that we can have an open conversation about this topic. Like I said, I completely understand your reasons for not wanting to say anything at all, for maybe even avoiding this topic altogether. However, your kids are relying on TikTok, Instagram, or any other social media platform, or their friends, who I'm going to tell you right now are probably like 15 years old, to provide them with resources and information to educate them. No way in hell am I going to have my 11-year-old have a conversation with another 11-year-old about this particular subject. It has to be me. 
It has to be us, myself and my husband. Granted, this is very uncomfortable and we want to protect our kids at all costs. Another part of this is we don't want to admit that this is even real. This can't be our reality. It can't be. It can't be our new norm. Kids are dying in their most vulnerable state at school. How do we have a conversation with kids about school shootings instead of having conversations about how they can turn in their homework assignments on time or, you know, focus on their grades. Now we're at this time in our lives where having a conversation with our kids about shooting is real. And I hate to say that, you know, Willie and I um, took the kids to a Pitbull concert a couple of weeks ago. We went to the river and we found out that Pitbull was going to be performing. And so we get there and of course, my husband being a Marine, looking around, you know, for the exits, um, especially with this just happening. And um, we get there. And Willie mentioned, hey, did you notice that there were snipers up on that building? It's like, no, I had no clue. None, none at all. He's like, yeah, there were snipers. It's like, and it didn't register. It didn't register. And I don't know if it's complacency. I don't, I don't know what it was, but for me, it didn't register. And, it was, and then as we were walking, it was like, and what I mean by it didn't register is like, I didn't think that there would be snipers at a at a Pitbull concert. Like, why would they be there, right? We're at a concert. And then as I'm walking, I realize, holy moly. Well, there's a school shooting. And unfortunately, with there being a school shooting, there might be other shootings or there might be other incidents that we all need to take precaution. And we got our seats and we sat down. And then um, I asked Willie, should we talk about an exit plan with the kids? And he's like, hell yes. And here I am, or here we are, with Aaliyah, Aubrey, and Brooklyn. Aaliyah's 19, Aubrey's 15, Brooklyn is 11. Here we are at a a Pitbull concert having a conversation about what we would do if there was an active shooter, creating a full plan on where we would go and if for whatever reason we were not together where we would meet. I'm going to tell you right now, that was so freaking uncomfortable. It was so frustrating. I was met with all of these emotions, so much frustration, so much frustration Because I'm looking at little monkey feet. I'm looking at Brooklyn and she's just looking at us like, what? Why are are we talking about this? Aubrey and Aaliyah's reaction was a little bit different. It was a little bit more accepting. But my little Brookie, she didn't understand. And then we started to have a conversation. And we have 
we have open conversations with our kids. It's very important for both Willie and I to have these conversations with our kids because we want to understand it from their perspective so that we can provide them with the information that they need and the education they need. And we got to also make sure that it's age appropriate. Yeah, oftentimes we have conversations and we forget how how tiny, you know, these innocent minds are, especially when they give us attitude all the time. It's like, oh, my God, this person, you know, this little one acts like she's 25. But in reality, she's only 11 or 19 or 15. They're still babies. So we're having this conversation and, you know, Willie is like, okay, so there are the bleachers. You know, these are the ways that you can protect yourself. These are the ways that you can hide. Notice how there are these exits. Pay attention to those exits. Look at those are the most, those are where a lot of traffic are coming in and out. We're not going to utilize those exits. But if you look over here or if you look over here, and it's like things I never thought of. Willie had a full on plan on what we were going to do it, what we were going to do and how we were going to execute it. And the girls did, of course, ask questions. Um, and then with Brooklyn, obviously we provided her with validation. We provided her with support. You know, we asked her questions again, just to get an, a better understanding of where she was at, you know, and how she felt about all of this. We're at a pimple concert. We're over here ready to party and just have a good time as a family. And here we are sitting down having a full-on conversation about active shooters and getaway plans. And, you know, Willie is over here talking about, you know, when you're running, make sure you zigzag. Here's why. And going into full detail as to why we have, why we should zigzag. And then in addition to that, giving them other information about how to how to stay quiet, how to scan. You know, he mentioned that oftentimes with shooters, you don't know where it's coming from and, you know, how other people might come in and you might end up being squished or whatever. And I'm even having a hard time having, I'm not even talking to anybody. I'm talking to you, obviously, but nobody's in this room. And right now, as I'm repeating some of these things, some of our conversation, it's like, oh my gosh, it was so unnerving. Like, so uncomfortable, so, so uncomfortable. And here we are. After we had that full conversation, we had addressed any questions the girls had, including monkey feet. Each person had this level of awareness on what we were doing, how we were going to do it. And then in addition to that, how we were going to enjoy this concert, how we were going to enjoy this concert after having that type of conversation And we talked about it. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm so thankful that we had that conversation. Here's why. Because we were able to have that conversation. The kids were able to express their fears, their concerns, and every emotion, maybe not every emotion, but the emotions that they were willing to share. They were going to, they were able to go ahead and express their emotions, their concerns, and it was met with validation. It was met with support. It was met with empathy. Because some of their concerns, some of their fears, I also had. And Willie also had. And so it was nice. It was nice to see us all come together and have this beautiful conversation. And I say beautiful. It wasn't perfect by any means, you know. um, But it was beautiful because 
It made us closer. And in addition to that, we all felt confident. We all felt confident about what we were going to do and how we were going to enjoy this concert. And it was one of the best times of our lives, like just dancing with my kids and really, really enjoying them. So much fun. It, it definitely brought us closer. And I, I got to see them from a different perspective. So ladies, I know having these conversations are, are very overwhelming and uncomfortable. And it is a conversation that should definitely include your husband. You both, I want you both, maybe not on the same page, but have a general idea of what topic, what topics exactly are you going to cover um, with regards to active shooters, um, who's to blame, um, anything with regards to like, you know, whose fault is it and so on. You want to make sure that you have a good idea of how you're going to present this to the kids. And in addition to that, be mindful of where you're both at with this particular topic. You guys are both probably going to have different opinions. You're both going to have possibly different emotions. So it's very, very important before we have this conversation with our kids that we are aware of where we are at. And if we're emotionally overwhelmed and we're not able to, I don't want to say control it. That's not the word I want to use. If we're not able to have a conversation with being able to regulate our emotions, maybe that's not the time to have the conversation because we want to be mindful of, you know, this is a heavy conversation already. And then in addition to that, we want to make sure that we don't put our emotions onto our kids. We don't want we don't want our kids to feel like they have to save us while we're having this conversation with them. Instead, we want to be aware of where we're at. And this is why I want you and your husband to have this conversation first. So you guys get a general idea of how you want to present this. Where are you guys both at with regards to this particular topic? How do you guys both feel about this? What emotions do you guys have? And how can you best support each other? Because that's going to be really, really important when you start this conversation is for your kids to know that you and your, that mom and dad are on the same team, that mom and dad are going to be here to support me. And I don't have to in any way, shape or form run to my mom's rescue or run to my dad's rescue or watch them fight while we're talking about something that's really scary for me because I'm still in school. I don't want to watch my mom and dad fight after having a conversation with them about active shooters. That's the last thing I want to do. So make sure you guys are both on the same page. Again, you don't have to agree, but I want you to be aware. And so when you two have that conversation, make sure you do not fall in, fall victim to judging criticizing or being defensive. Remember, we're having an uncomfortable, an already uncomfortable conversation with each other so that when we have a conversation with our kids, our issues or whatever we have going on isn't going to impact them more than this very, very sensitive topic. So first rule of thumb, identify where you're at emotionally Identify where you're at with this particular topic. How comfortable do you feel about talking about this? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't feel comfortable talking about this and I'm aware of that. I know the importance and so I'm able to go ahead and work through that. That's what I want you to do. 
have a conversation. Next step, have a conversation with your husband. Hey, with regards to the shooting, where are you at? I believe it's time for us to go ahead and have a conversation with our kids about it. What are your thoughts? What are some of your concerns? I I can see you probably don't want to have this conversation with them because they haven't asked about it. But one thing that I've learned is if they're not asking about it and we're having these feelings and we're not saying anything, I'm wondering if we're all struggling with this silently. So we're all kind of suffering silently. I'd really like you to come with me and join me in having a conversation with the kids. What we're going to do when we do have a conversation with the kids with regards to this topic, I want you to find out what is their understanding about what took place. I want you to gather as much information as you can. Was the information they were given by a teacher, by TikTok, by social media, who gave them this information and what information do they have? We're not going to judge it. We're not going to criticize it. Again, right now we're gathering information to understand where we need to step in and maybe correct, address certain things. But in order for us to truly have an understanding of where this conversation is going to go, we definitely need to know what information they have already and what is their understanding of this information. Like I said, most of our kids rely on social media or their, fa- or their friends to provide them with information about a particular incident. However, this can be skewed or incorrect. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas, and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. So I was reading this article by David Schoenfeld. And he had said, listen to their concerns and thoughts. Answer their questions with simple, direct, and honest responses and provide appropriate reassurance and support. And it was like, oh my gosh, he totally nailed it. He totally nailed it. Listen to their concerns and thoughts. And then again, be mindful of how they are. Don't get me wrong. I know they get snappy with you. I know they get sassy with you, but they're still babies. They don't quite understand a whole lot and their perception might be off due to emotions, right? 
due to the misinformation they've been given. So again, I'm going to repeat, listen to understand and validate when needed. It is okay for your child to be frustrated, overwhelmed, and even sad. It is important we validate these emotions and are aware of our own emotions. Because while you're talking to them, I'm going to tell you what, your emotions are going to come up. They're going to be there. I know they were for me. And it was uncomfortable. And I wanted, I've even found myself like, speeding into like, okay, how can I wrap this conversation up? How can I wrap this conversation up? Okay. Brooklyn says she's fine. Awesome. She's fine. Done. And to be honest, she wasn't fine. She just didn't know how to have this conversation and she didn't know what to say. And as I started to ask her questions, that's when she slowly started opening up to some of her fears. So we already know this is an uncomfortable conversation. No one No one really wants to have. However, in order for us to have open lines of communication with our children, we must understand it from their perspective, including their feelings. Another thing, another, um, another thing I'd like to definitely bring up is with all of this, your kids might want to blame somebody. They might want answers that we don't have, right? It's so important not to give them a false answer. It's so, so important not to give them a false answer. Yeah, I want to tell my kids this will never happen again. Hell yeah, you bet your ass I want to tell my kids this will never happen again. This will never happen again. And I want to tell them that they're protected. I want to tell them that mom and dad are going to be here all the time. But that's not true. It's not true. And I'm not saying so you can scare them, but give them the information they need. And so, okay, I wish I can say that this would never happen again. However, we, the school, I don't know where it's at. There is some form of movement. Maybe it's not the absolute best form of movement. And obviously we wouldn't go into that, that, that deep of a conversation with the kids, right? We don't want to bring in politics. We don't want to bring in any of that with our kids. Very, very fragile, very, very fragile minds. We don't want to infiltrate our opinions or our judgments or criticisms. Refrain from judgment and criticism. Yeah. You know what? I understand. Yeah. I, I wish I could tell you this would never happen again. And so we have a choice. We get to live in uncertainty and stay there in fear, or we can live our lives. We can live our lives. And dad and I, although the last thing we would ever want to do is teach you how to defend yourself against an active shooter. However, this is where we're at right now. And so these are the things we're going to teach you. And again, this is why you and your husband, again, you guys don't have to be on the same page. However, you guys do got to come together and have this conversation with them. It's so important you have this conversation with them together because you're going to have your opinions about it. Your husband's going to have his opinions about it. In addition to that, you're going to have certain skills. Your husband's going to have certain skills. I'm very, very thankful that my husband and I, You know, I have the skills with regards to helping kids regulate their emotions, helping them understand and process through their anxiety, 
their fears. And my husband, guess what? He can whip anybody's ass, right? So boom, boom, right? Kind of a trained killer here, right? Boom, boom. Okay, so we have that. We have that. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and come together. Let's go ahead and come together so that we can go ahead and establish something safe for our kids. And that's exactly what we did. Willie went into ways to protect yourself. Willie went into certain you know, military skills. Um, and I was very, very thankful for all of his knowledge. And it was crazy because our kids, again, they felt, they felt armed. They felt totally armed with information. They felt armed with tools and resources and they didn't feel as if we were holding back. They didn't feel as if we weren't telling them the truth. Like you could see it in the conversation we had. They were asking us questions. They were commenting. They were sharing. They were sharing, you know, um, what their thoughts were around this t- subject, you know. And they were also talking about some of their fears. And I, I was so thankful for that because I don't want my babies going to bed stressed out and me not even knowing it because I'm trying to protect them or I'm trying to do what's best for them by avoiding this conversation. Hell no. We're talking about it. We're having an in-depth conversation. Obviously, that's age-appropriate so that my kids feel armed with the information they need. Okay? So another thing. We all know this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable that this happened. This is unacceptable that our kids are... (laughs) It is unacceptable that our kids might be afraid of going to school. It is unacceptable that our kids have anxiety while being at school because they are unsure of what might happen, right? With that, we talk about that and we provide them with empathy and we gain a better understanding of them being upset, right? We talk about that, right? So that We give them the opportunity to go ahead and express these feelings. We don't join them. We don't join them in their frustration. We understand it, right? And so we help them cope through these feelings, right? And help them with their perspective on the world. So while we're doing that, while we're listening to them, we're providing them with unconditional positive regard. We're providing, I'm sorry, that's a technical term. We're providing them with support. We're providing them with this level of validation, right? This environment where they can ask any questions they have and they feel free to go ahead and ask these questions. That is so important, so important. And it is okay if you're frustrated. It is okay if you're overwhelmed. It is not okay for you to now put all of those emotions on your kids. Remember, we are modeling healthy behavior for them and they're going to have their feelings. We're going to have our feelings and we can share that we are frustrated, that this is unacceptable, but we don't want to put that pressure on them to carry us and get us through. We want them to know that we are going through it as well. However, I am here for you. I am here to help guide you through this process because ladies, fellas, believe it or not, 
although we don't have a lot of information on this topic and maybe we don't have a lot of skills, they're still looking to you as the guide. And if you're a mess, that's like having a guide that's completely lost, but you're still following them because that's all we have as a guide. We don't want our kids to be in that limbo. We, we don't. Hell no. So another thing I want you guys to think of is after having this conversation, right? After having this conversation with your child, I want you to pay attention to how they are, both you and your husband, because some kids might end up feeling anxious, frustrated, constantly worried, and maybe even no longer acting like themselves. They might want to stay home. They might get really anxious when you get in the car or go to the grocery store. They might get really anxious with regards to the start of a new school year. I want you to pay attention to that. And if you see your kids displaying some of these symptoms, let's say for more than a week, right? I want to make sure that we arm them with resources such as a therapist. Because if you continue to see them with this behavior for several days, up to a week, we don't want them to be in that fear. We want to make sure they speak to somebody to help them adopt new skills on how to deal with such a traumatic experience, right? It doesn't, they don't have to have been there in order for them to endure some level of fear. The fact that it happened is scary alone and it can definitely be traumatizing. Do not wait. If you start to see your kids exhibiting some of these behaviors, don't wait. I can't tell you how many times parents have come into my office and said, well, we just thought it would get better. Well, how's that working out for you? Well, anxiety is now every day. Uh, they're not leaving their room. We're starting to see self-harm. Um, in addition to that, they're not making friends. We don't want to wait. We want to make sure we provide them with the resources they need. Okay? So... If you're starting to see that their behavior their behavior has changed, they're extremely worried, extremely anxious, might be a great time to speak to a professional for help. Okay? Like I said, again, if you're starting to see some of these symptoms, we want to reach out to a professional. And so there are several places and several um, several resources. So let me give you some of them. One of them is the schoolcrisiscenter.org the website of the National Center for School Crisis and Bereavement. All right. I definitely want you to contact those or even you can also go on Psychology Today. You can definitely go on Psychology Today and on Psychology Today, you can find a therapist in your area and you want a therapist that specializes in anxiety. You want a therapist that specializes in if you're kid is exhibiting behaviors of depression, um, no longer engaged in hobbies, finding it hard to get out of bed, struggling with sleep, really, really being reclusive and not not really doing or engaging in a lot of the activities, even maybe not eating as much. We want to make sure that that clinician also um, specializes in depression and they have the ability to go ahead and teach your kids skills. 
You want to make sure. So first session, you're going to be in there with them. You're definitely going to interview the therapist and so is your child just to get an understanding of whether or not this is a good fit. And if it's not, move on. Ladies, I know this is a, I should say, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is a very, very uncomfortable topic. And I know a good amount of you are thinking, if we open this up, if we open up this can of worms, it's just going to make it worse. Just let's stay quiet until they approach us. Do not do that. Do not do that. We all know, most of us know that this shooting occurred. And so instead of relying on an 11-year-old to educate your kid, why not provide them with the information and the resources they need so that we can open up those lines of communication and our children will be able to come to us not only for this these type of incidents, but also in other ones. Again, we are changing the way we have we have conversations. We are changing the way we connect. Okay? And yes, this was completely unexpected. It was. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'd rather arm my kids with a, as much information as possible. I'm not going to rely on anybody to give my kids misinformation. It's just not. I want to make sure my kids feel reassured, my my kids feel heard, and they're able to express themselves. <sighs> Lastly, for the parents who have lost their children, I can't imagine what you're going through. What I can tell you is that we are all thinking of you. We are all praying for you. And we all are sending our love to you. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out.
It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday Podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.